episode 24 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the newest entry into the MCU, Marvel's Black Panther, which just made literally almost all the money this weekend. And uh, we're going to see if we agree with that. Black Panther first made, well, I guess they started planting the seeds of the Black Panther movie all the way back in Age of Ultron, when Andy Serkis showed up as a uh, arms dealer who had gotten some vibranium out of Wakanda, and that story does come back here. The only vibranium known in the world of the MCU um, before this movie, and I guess still currently in this movie, um, unless you're Martin Freeman, is Cap's shield. Uh, which, Tony, does anybody want to give me... Does, you, does anybody know the MCU canon version of how um, Howard Stark got his hands on Vibranium to make that shield? Same way any colonist did. I actually don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't yeah, know no if idea. they've ever officially... They've there's I don't know if there's a canon version, MCU canon version of it. You know, maybe just a tiny piece of that asteroid came down. Like, yeah. the else. idea of how, how hard it is to find or like to use that metal the shield isn't even made out of vibranium it's just coated in it so but that that coating is enough to you know withstand but that's not that's not mcu canon that's no that's 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 um, comic canon yeah yeah okay yeah um if anything do we agree that if anything they probably mentioned it in the first avenger i don't think they have i think i would have remembered it i don't think they've mentioned it um oh but also uh could be wrong for avengers age of ultron the the reference for I think they also name drop Wakanda in Age of Ultron. They do. And then they mention yeah, Wakanda. And then uh the guy that Andy Circus plays is is known as a specific Black Panther villain, so that was also a huge like oh What was Ultron made out of? Vibranium. Yeah. Okay, did you already say that? No. Um okay. so that means vision is also made of vibranium. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Vision was he. I just... guess no. Ultra, Wait, no Ultron, Ultron was wasn't. not made of vibranium. Yeah. His new body. No, Ultron was. No, his new body was supposed to be. No, he was supposed to get into Vision. Pause. Pause. What ended up happening was so they introduced really briefly after the first fight sequence in Age of Ultron when Hawkeye got injured. They introduced the South Korean doctor or whatever, and she had this new, like, bioengineering tissue yep. regeneration technology or whatever. And so what Ultron did was he tried to integrate that technology with vibranium, which, which ended up becoming, which he did successfully for Vision, but he yeah. wasn't able to upload himself into Vision. So in the long run, he just made himself out of vibranium purely. No, he never made a version of himself was... with vibranium. No, I, no, I think he did. I no, think the, he gets I think destroyed was, and point, crunched yeah, by Black Widow at the end so of the movie. I'm so sorry that I asked this question. <laughs> Okay, maybe we should just. Move Black on. Widow destroys the 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 la- the most recent version of Ultron's body. The last version of Ultron in the movie is him aver- as one of the, the, the his copies, drones. which yeah. is leaving, uh, trying to get away from uh, Sokovia. He was not made of vibranium. Doesn't matter what. MCU canon is the Cap Shield and Vision are the only two things that are vibranium. I guess also Black Panther suit we discover is made of vibranium in Captain America: Civil War, which is where that character makes his first appearance. They don't, they don't say it outright though, do they? No, I don't, uh, I don't think so. But it's it's known. Well, and it's then... so one of the things that I was thinking about 
which I think should have been a shock for people, but really it probably was just a shock or like a spoiler for comic for the comic book fans who are really in depth was one. Okay. Yeah. He was bulletproof in his suit. So that's kind of interesting. But two, there's the scene in at the airfield when cap is fighting black Panther and black Panther makes the scratches in the shield. Yeah. And that's when everyone should have said, wait, cap shields made out of the hardest metal known to man how can it be scratched? And then that's where you put two and two together. But I think a lot of people uh, might have inferred it was just his claws too, but it, his whole suit. Yeah. Well, his claws are actually uh, like a different strain of it, but yeah, it's he. His whole thing is made out of vibranium. Yeah. So that brings us to this. That's you didn't even need to know all that before you saw Black Panther. Um, so I'm sure Lauren's glad we discussed it here. <laughs> Again, I am so sorry. I asked the question. <laughs> But Black Panther opens with a, a very cool kind of animated uh, prologue that gives us the b- brief background of what, uh, quote-unquote, Black, the Black Panther is to the people of Wakanda and how they've isolated themselves um, from the outside world, uh, even though they were vastly technologically superior to it well before... European civilization started uprising and colonizing and stripping people away from Africa. From there, that catches us up to... This movie picks up fairly quickly after Civil War. I don't know the official amount of time afterwards. I guess it's been long enough that... um, I wish... Actually, one thing I wish they would have explained that they didn't really explain is when T'Challa became Black Panther. Because he was clearly Black Panther... Before his dad died, but he just wasn't king. Not that that's important, but I think that was a little confusing to people. Why he had the power of the Black Panther. Which is, or it could which be... is weird, because it's supposed to be the king. It's always supposed to be like, yeah. you're, if you're the king, you're Black Panther. You're Black Panther, you're the yeah. king. I think there was something about, and again, I'm not sure if this is MCU canon or comic book canon, but about some of the traits being passed down hereditarily, too. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. And, but, but they I, made such a big deal about using the plant to do yeah. everything. Yeah. That's, so. In the comics, that is also the source of the power. And if you're going to do that, why not have a reveal that... Um, that uh, that's, that's spoilery. I'm going <laughs> to... Should I say it? I guess I'm not going to say it. But the movie opens with that. Black Panther has been back for a little while. A cu- at least a few weeks because i guess they imply it take later on they in the movie they imply they someone mentions it takes a few weeks to set up this but they took the one girl and were like let's go change so it felt like a day well i think i don't know you're right but i think that might have been a day but the planning of like the the traditional ceremony of the battle of the falls uh they, someone says it took weeks to plan which picks up and is we see in real time once this movie happens and then, so he, not a spoiler, he becomes king, but then uh, Andy Circus pops back up on the radar with a couple of other criminals, and that's where the plot kind of takes off, and we would get too spoilery to get into that any further. Which I can't imagine, or uh, what was his name, Claw, being off the radar for 30 years. Yeah, especially when he was definitely popped up in, uh, yeah. in Ultron. I guess maybe it's well, like he wasn't going out of his way to hide. He yeah, was he was making mixtapes and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, you can't hide when you want that awesome music career. <laughs> you can find him on SoundCloud. I hope there is a SoundCloud. That would be amazing. Claw, <laughs> viral marketing out there. 
That'd be pretty funny. And something I think Andy Serkis would totally do. So I'm going to go first. Uh, since I'm already talking. I really enjoyed Black Panther. Uh, it is definitely one of my more... F- it's up there in the upper ranks of MCU movies for me. But I think it's like second tier, top tier for me. Because I think it it's a little lacking as a comic book movie. Even though it might be the best and most like thought-provoking it's easily the most thought-provoking movie of the mcu and i really love all of the social commentary that's going on in this movie but as i said i wrote a review for it on the site um i I think some of the cgi is like truly garbage at the end of the movie and is not entertaining to watch two cgi black panthers fight each other which is a real shame because i think some of the there's a couple earlier fights in the movie where they're not CGI Black Panthers that work really well. And obviously Ryan Coogler, the director, knows how to shoot action coming off of Creed, having some fantastic, visceral, extremely beautifully well-shot boxing sequences. Um, So that's my only little quibble with it is that, basically. And that it... And I guess you could say... I mean, it's a very traditional, like royalty Shakespearean plot isn't anything to write home about but I think that's okay because it's just it's the core to be there so Coogler can have his characters talk about a lot more important things going on and for that I really do love the movie but I think I need to see it a second time to see how it works as a where it ranks as an MCU movie um and because I just rewatched Civil War too. And that is like, I mean, I'm still a big fan of Ultron and the Avengers. Those, I, I like both of those more than Civil War still, I think. But you're saying the, the first, the, basically the first two Avengers are your, your favorite ones, or? Uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite. Oh, um, yeah. What would, you put, what would you put on par with Black Panther? I think it's right there with the Guardians movies and Civil War. I think it, Civil War is very close. But what I'm saying is Civil War is a comic book movie where this one isn't and that doesn't mean it's less i don't know if or I sh- anything but it's just different yeah, yeah it's just a different kind of thing from the mcu which is good and i hope the mcu continues to evolve going forward but after one viewing i think that's where it affects me on a mcu ranking scales even though like i said this movie the fact that this many people are seeing this movie talking about this kind of subject matter with a black identity in the community is really something incredible but i'm gonna pass it on to whoever wants to take it uh, next. i guess i'll take it in because all i really have to say is ditto <laughs> it's like like it didn't have the for some reason i don't know why going in i th- i expected more spectacle maybe it's just because the last thing i've seen really is guardians 2 and mm-hmm. thor ragnarok so i'm used to this huge universe and yeah. all this stuff so then this came down to just mostly a country just one country and so the scale threw me off a little bit but like overall i still really enjoyed it and it never felt preachy in its pertinence to current events which i always appreciate because i don't want to leave this movie feeling like a complete asshole so <laughs> that's always good and i guess just uh t'challa for president <laughs> um to speak to that real quick the uh i think this and ragnarok both have similar ending problems in that I don't 
think the action and the ending of their movies is... Ragnarok definitely has a couple of moments in its finale that this movie doesn't have. There's a couple moments in Black Panther 2 that are pretty cool. But both of them feel like, especially compared to something like the Avengers movies or Guardians of the Galaxy, which those I think are the the gold standard of climaxes, along with Civil War 2, I guess. Uh, The Tony Cap fight, Bucky fight is pretty incredible as well. Um, I think those are the best endings in any of the Marvel movies. Uh, this, It was fun. The premise of the ending was fun. And it was different for an MCU movie. It, it, it didn't make that top tier for me. It, it was especially hampered by that CGI Black Panther fight. Yeah, like I think I'm kind of with you in the boat where I, I did really enjoy this movie. But like as far as MCU movies go and comic book movies go, it's not at the top of my list. But it's still a really good movie. Yeah, I'm not the first it. person to say this, and I'll be interested to see what Ben and uh, John have to say about it too, but I could have watched Black Panther, the, the political drama, and been just <laughs> as entertained as with all these characters. Now, granted, there's yes. some still some good action in the middle of the movie. I think when the movie becomes Skyfall for 20 minutes <laughs> um, is yeah. really well done, actually, even if their, their fake one-take thing kind of irked me a little bit. I guess that's just one of my things that I complain about in movies now. There was a really weird CGI moment or editing moment in that. I will say Atomic Blonde did it better and smoother than that (laughs) casino fight, which shouldn't be the case because that movie was made for $3 million, $30 million, and this one was made for $200 plus million. But let's hear what John or Ben has to say. John, do you want to go or should I go? Does not matter, sir. Okay. But you were so angry with Zach talking earlier. I'm surprised you don't <laughs> I, want to um, go next. I, I'm, I'm just still salty over his opinion over one of the greatest <laughs> indie comedies of all time. Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I'm kind of in that same boat with you guys. I was really worried. I'm like, oh, shit, is this going to be another Coco scenario where I'm like, I really liked it, but it wasn't amazing. <laughs> and I just get yelled at a lot, but... The infamous Coco scenario of 2018. <laughs> but I'm really, like, it was, like, and I agree, Zach, like, I honestly could have watched the, like, Black Panther political drama. Like, that would have been dope. It's, I think the action in this one is lacking compared to what we expect from Marvel, which isn't necessarily bad. I will say that it has, far and away, movie-wise, like, I put this, I put... Killmonger as I put him up there with like Fisk and the Purple Man from the MCU shows as one of the best villains we've had so far. He is phenomenal. Who's the Purple Man? Um, he's from David Jessica Tenet, Jones, I think. Oh, I, I forgot that was what his name was. Okay, uh, um, but it's like I, I loved Killmonger. I think he was the best part of this movie, hands down. Uh, the women were also fantastic. Uh, especially, I, I can never remember her name, but um, I'm just going to call her Michonne from The Walking uh, Dead. Deny, gu- deny gu- I don't know how to say her Gurira? name. Guerrera? Yeah, I don't yeah. know either. She is just, so let's good. just apologize now for mispronouncing names. I, yeah, I, <laughs> deny, by the way, if you're ever listening to this, you are a goddess. Please come on the show. Please. Don't slum with us. It's not going to be worth <laughs> it. Um, and I would, I would say... Like, overall, it's a really good movie. Like, go see this movie. But it it, it does miss that top-tier Marvel 
uh, or MCU film status. Um, and I think I have one one little complaint more than you guys, and it's I think it took a little while to really get going. Oh like, yeah, it felt awkward. It felt, in the beginning yeah, it felt for a me. little kind of like yeah, awkward and a little slow. Once they got to uh, that, like you said, Zach, the Skyfall, that was actually that's when it really picked up for me. I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Um, and I also there's what like I would argue it it could have been more comic booky, but then there was one sequence where it really did get comic booky, and it felt weird because the rest of it really wasn't. And I'll go into that um, in spoilers. I really hope it's the same thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> All right, John, you're up. Unfortunately, I I didn't get anything spoiled for me for this movie, I but did. unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, but I did. I did, and it's a bummer. We had so much so much expectation that I was seeing on Twitter and in the social media sphere and everything else. Um, but two things stood out to me uh, coming out of the theater, and the first one that I'll go with is actually a couple lines from the song "I" by Kendrick Lamar off of his second album uh to pimp a butterfly um i think a lot of people probably know the radio friendly version of the song and that's a really good song but i highly recommend you actually listen to the album version because it has this like part at the end which i think is really powerful and so i'm going to read a brief part of it um so I'm going to dedicate this one verse to Oprah on how the infamous sensitive N-word control us. So many artists gave her an explanation to hold us. Well, this is my explanation straight from Ethiopia. N-E-G-U-S. Definition. Royalty. King. Royalty. Wait, listen. N-E-G-U-S. Description. Black emperor. King. Ruler. Now let me finish. The history books overlook the word and hide it. America tried to make it to a house divided. The homies don't recognize we've been using it wrong. So I'm going to break it down and put my game in a song. N-E-G-U-S. Say it with me. Or say no more. Black stars can come and get me. Take it from Oprah Winfrey. Tell her she right on time. Kendrick Lamar. By far realist Negus alive. Um... I definitely thought when you started that you were saying you were dedicating it to Oprah. <laughs> oh, I no, sorry. That's a that's a line from the song. And it's really powerful because if anyone knows the song I, it's this it's actually he got kind of when he first released the single, he got kind of flack because it was super poppy. Um and so what was one thing that was really powerful when I was listening to that album for the first time was he stops like very abruptly towards the end of that song. And he, he fully just freestyles acapella. And he's it's like he's talking to some audience members or some of his friends or whatever. And that idea of recognizing the royalty or the intrinsic worth and value of black lives has been missing, missing from our society for so long. I guess I should say specifically Western society. That was... That was something that I feel like was ingrained and entwined into the DNA of this movie. Um, so yeah, that was one thing. And the second thing I thought of was a tweet by someone who, if I could remember, I would totally acknowledge you. I'm sorry, I don't. But they were saying how Ryan Coogler went into this film recognizing that he had to tell two stories and tell two movies at once. One which was a comic book movie, and one which was a social commentary, and he succeeded at doing both. He didn't um, have to do that. I mean, I guess he didn't have to, but he would be 
he would be missing an opera. Uh, do you want? No, I will say that I think with who Black Panther is in the MCU in comic book history, um, I think he had an obligation. And I think, well, here's what I'll say: I, art is always judged by the time it comes from. And I think, considering the time that we are in right now, I think he had an obligation to to really mold some social commentary into this film, and uh, he did it very well. Um, to the point where at towards the end of the film at the second no at after the first uh the mid credit scene uh a theater of like 80% white people were like applauding and so um yeah and one thing i think that was interesting from this film is he was telling a uniquely black story but the message that he was hoping to convey is a message that is universal. And I thought the, I thought some of the things about reaching out, some of the, he, a lot of this film, as much as we'll talk about the implications for, uh, black culture in our society and the positive effects that will have, um, so much of this film, I feel like was about nativism and isolationism and, where do we value that in our society and where do we stop and recognize that our history of that kind of uh, thought or philosophy is detrimental to our society? And I think that was something that I haven't really heard talked about as much. But yeah, for him to be able to tell the story of black representation in our society, as well as this universal, um, inclusive story of, hey, this isn't this isn't just a story about and for black people it's really about our culture as a whole and where we go from here what i how do you pull that off there was so much behind this film that when you really take a look at it it's it's an impressing feat that he was able to accomplish and so i applaud him for that but did you like the movie it's not it's not my favorite marvel film but it's up there so spoilers sure spoilers 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 Spoilers. So back to what I was saying. Speaking of spoilers, it, John made me think of it. It's like I think that honestly could have been one of the reasons why this the beginning of the movie and so much of it didn't necessarily sit well with me because I had a late game spoiler given to me and so the whole movie I was just waiting for it to happen. What, so what it was, was hard what, to get What was the spoiler? Can we ask? It was the spoiler where it's comparing this movie to The Lion King and how the king dies and then, or seemingly dies and then comes back. And so I was just waiting for that to happen. And there's only one way that's going to happen in this movie with him and Killmonger facing off. So I I knew what was going to happen. It's just, I was waiting for it to happen. I was, I was curious when you told us you got something spoiled, like what it was, because this movie kind of is like spoiler proof. There's no surprises in the movie, really. Oh, I think there was one. I mean, it wasn't the nature of it wasn't surprising, but or no, the that content of the spoiler itself wasn't surprising, but the nature of the presentation was brilliant and amazing. So at the very beginning, I think that when so Zach introduced, like they give uh, the background to or the origin story of Wakanda, um, but they frame it within a man telling his son the story of Wakanda and. It going into it, and maybe this is just me. 
it's kind of portrayed or it's kind of perceived that it's T'Chaka telling a young T'Challa. Except the entire time, T'Challa doesn't really have an accent. And Chadwick Boseman has made it like a really strong point that he felt um, very convicted to do as authentic of a traditional like native African accent as he could. And so the entire time I'm listening to that first pro- like prologue, I guess you could say, I'm just like, well, this kid's doing a really shitty job doing an African accent. And I guess they just <laughs> couldn't. They, they, they just made do and just went with it. And then you realize later on, and maybe this was just a stupid me moment, that it's not T'Chaka telling T'Challa. It's T'Chaka's brother telling Killmonger. Yep. And when I, when I made that realization, that was a gut check. That was like... The weight of that was. Just, I didn't even think oof. about it till just when we started talking about it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was pretty. I was pretty impressed with that too. I. I just took it as someone's telling the audience the history of Wakanda. <laughs> well, I. I, I mean, I, didn't I, think I, it was I, I, to Chaka or anybody in particular. But then once, once I heard, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays. You don't remember Sterling, Sterling K. Brown? K. Brown, St. Louis, St. Louis native. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Sterling K. Brown, you're amazing. Please come on the show. Don't come on the show, Sterling K. Brown. It's not worth it. That was one of the weaker. Daniel Kaluuya turns oh, really yeah. too fast yep. for the movie. Honestly, I completely okay. forgot he was married to now, one girl in this movie. Well, apparently, I've heard. Sorry, Ben. I'll get to you in yeah. a second. I've heard there's um, some reporting on Variety. Joanna Robinson said. Apparently, originally, uh, Denai's character was mm-hmm. bisexual, if not lesbian, and they showed footage of that to the press last year, and they've apparently uh, got rid of that, obviously. Because her um, love interest was uh, And they changed it to... They think they expanded Daniel Kaluuya's role after Get Out. Oh. Was successful, basically. But, uh, they should... But oh, it so, didn't expand okay. his role. It would have been better had they just built on his role in like being the relationship with T'Challa. But like he doesn't need a wife to make yeah. his character better. He should have had a relationship like make that whole thing like he was betrayed. It yeah. would have felt I mean, the better. Rhino moment was good at the end though. No, the rhinos were stupid. That was that okay. was the comic book thing where I'm like, okay, exactly. This is what That's what I thought you were gonna say. Like, adaptation versus what works in the comics. And then this... it licked her. Oh my god. <laughs> That was, I like the rhinos. That was so dumb. The, like rhinos the rhinos were too. so stupid. Was so, dumb. so Zach, what you're saying is though they didn't. It wasn't as if like bisexuality like tested badly. It was more of just like, oh hey, we're gonna get more honey if we feature more prominently with all the acclaim that Get Out's been getting. Um, can it be both? <laughs> okay, maybe. I, I didn't even know he was in it until like he shows up in the movie. I'm like, oh shit. Dan Kalua. So okay. Also, Mbaku, the gorilla guy. Yeah. So in the comics, I was wondering if they were going to do it. And I read about it afterwards because his he's actually a character, and his name is um, Manape. And I I <laughs> guess they decided not to because that's like pretty, yeah, pretty insensitive. Racist. And I'm like, Racist. okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, side I- note, I, I went and saw this with my friend Rashank, who is brown. Do you have any other and. Friends? No, um, not anyone that I go see movies with, because um, Rashad. So here's the thing. One uh, one thing I should also. I say. don't need to Shout know about Rashad. your and Rashad's relationship. Tell me about the movie. 
<laughs> yeah, is there anyone you want to wish a happy birthday to already? <laughs> no, no, no he, so here's the thing that was confusing about seeing this movie because Rashak doesn't see a lot of comic book films. And he told me afterwards, and I didn't even know this, but he he doesn't seem like a comic book film. But he has never he hasn't seen every single Marvel. So I was kinda like, Oh, I was just lucky to get him to see this movie. But he loved it. And so that's why I was I was interested to see his opinion. Anyway, Rashak was saying that uh, the name of the white gorilla god that they mentioned that the uh, the Jabari tribe like worship or whatever that's actually the name of a Hindu g- monkey god. And so oh, there was this rampage. No. Um, <laughs> so there was this interesting like cross cultural like was that intended like. And I saw something on Twitter, like some brown person tweeting about it and being like, this is very interesting. Um, um, well, it, well, so, so it's, so not what, a, it's not a gorilla, it's a monkey. So to what Ben was saying, like the adapting that character, uh, I was listening to a... Uh, Hanuman? Hanuman? Yeah, Hanuman. Was? I was listening Hanuman. to a podcast where um, they were uh, interviewing Tanahashi Coates, who's been writing and i think still is writing um black panther comics for marvel um he's a very brilliant person he is look up any of his writings i mean i'm trying to i'm trying good to good one him, zach I'm tra- well i'm trying to put him in a box he's like he's super smart and insightful yeah guy. he well he's a, he's an academic political yeah. journalist yeah. writer yeah but he said when he was adapting when he took over the black the black panther comic and he was trying to make his own adaptation he got to that character and was like i don't even know how to adapt this guy <laughs> and he was he was like applauding kugler for being able to figure it out he's the superhero in all of this he's 31 years old he has three movies to his name as a director what the hell applause all the applause to you sir you are fantastic ak uh come on the show sometime we'd really love to have you Jesus don't come Christ. on the show it's not worth it it was funny because once uh shuri was working on uh, what's his name Ross? Is that Martin Freeman's character? I and she says so. something like, "Oh look, another broken white boy." I leaned over to her, <laughs> yeah. I leaned over to one of my friends and I was like, "Yeah, Bucky's gonna be in the post credits." That was my question. It's like, because <laughs> with the time thing we were talking about earlier, it's like, how long was he in Deep Freeze for? I guess yeah, like not very day. long. Yeah, they just well, <laughs> let's get to work then. And I love. Well, what, didn't they call him like? Weeks. Didn't they call him like White Wolf? Yeah, but or they, something? it made it seem like he's been White out there. White Wolf. Some, yeah, they yeah. call him like White Wolf. That was cool. Um, I hope um, he gets. I I would love him to get an uh, vibranium arm. That'd be really cool. I'm assuming he will. Inevitable. Yeah. Going back to the movie as a whole, uh, I think that chase sequence in South Korea was the action highlight of the movie mm-hmm. and it wasn't even i mean the black panther stuff was good but uh i think the women in that scene were all better than anything t'challa was doing oh throwing um, throwing the pole was like oh yeah he was kind of just like shit. an afterthought was, yeah. in that. i love the way they brought shuri lathia right into that action scene without her actually being there um yeah and, that was and, great and she is also she's my mvp for this movie like what are those she is incredible <laughs> in this movie they could not give her black panther powers soon enough and let her be but side by side they can't now because of uh i've heard in the co- no i'm oh, sure yeah, there's I'm a sure flower there's somewhere, a like... somewhere. <laughs> As, yeah. can we just talk about how i didn't realize it till this moment that other than thor do any other superheroes have siblings 
because I can't shit. think of one other like sibling relationship in like a movie in the MCU for superheroes. Oh, oh, like MCU. No, just in general, even like Batman well, doesn't. Twins, have, well, I mean, Batman kind of does, but not really. The Roman, the twins. That's true, um, but they're not any of the big ones. Let's face well, it. Ro- not Romanovs. That's that's Black Widow. Oh, you're talking about the twins. The... No, uh, Scarlet yeah, Witch. Okay. And yeah. Quicksilver. Uh, um, what about? I'm sure Hawkeye's got a lazy brother who just isn't, just not just, quite as good as. His brother. But I mean, it's just I never realized it. Other than Thor, we never get to see a, like a the familial family. relationship yeah. other than like the ones they formed with the other. Well, I think that's. And, I think it's because I mean, a lot of these characters are like orphans. Like Captain America, like is a man out of time. Um, yeah, which is why Marvel just was always meant to be with yeah. Disney. <laughs> Ant Man is a runaway. Uh, yeah, Jesus, that is really sad. Yeah, but I think I think the v- banter vision's between, a cyborg or something. The banter between T'Challa and Shuri and Thor and Loki are two of the best relationships in mm-hmm. yeah. the entire MCU. Well, that's why though. I mean yeah. I brought it up because it's like feels like we've been missing out now because those are some yeah. of the best relationships. Well, I, I also loved uh, Okoye. It's just like when they show up and Shuri's like, "Did he freeze?" Yup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was something about their interactions where, and we don't know the character, like, one thing that was great was we don't have a lot of backstory to these characters, except through T'Challa, through Chadwick Boseman, but just the little nuances that really convey and express so much, so, like, every time he's interacting with Shuri, and Shuri's putting on this, this, uh, reverence, so, like, she's saying, my king, while, like, smirking and, like, feigning respect. And he's like, please. And they give, like, such an informal, like, high five and Wakandan salute. It just, seeing the seeing that is some of the most genuine, charming moments that we've seen in the MCU. So, like, thus far. She recorded him getting his yeah, ass kicked. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> just hit it. Yeah. I'm well, also, so actually, here. that's one of my favorite things they did too, because so vibranium in the comics doesn't isn't like it's not a particularly strong metal. It's that it absorbs vibration, like it absorbs impact. So I think the, I, the movies have explained that. Well, but what I love is that, like this, this, this MCU character has different. has built on it and reversed that, where it's like now it's like a. Can you imagine if that was in Cap Shield or something like that kind of? That's so cool. I love that. Um, Nakia, like, Lupita Nyong'o's character. I mean, I love Maz. Maz Kanata is fun in the Star Wars movies. <laughs> and, you know, she was... I don't even know who she was in that terrible Jungle Book movie. But can we just never put her behind oh, CGI uh, ever again? Like, Wait, terrible so Jungle good. Book movie? Which one are you talking about? Uh, the uh, CGI, the, one, the John Favreau one. It was one. bad. It was terrible. She was, oh she was Raksha. Was that a wolf, maybe? Yeah, she was probably one of the wolves. That makes me sad that you don't like that movie, but okay. Anyway. Um, it, it wasn't good. It was great. <laughs> no. You can keep that tiger to yourself. <laughs> I will. Um, but she was so good and having so much fun, and she has such great comedic timing along with everybody in this movie. I think the hardest I laughed in the movie, though, was when she became when she came skating up with all... I was like, oh, what happened to Lupita in the car? And it was like perfect timing. Like, they, <laughs> yes. Like, slides slides in. Which is, like, a brilliant little piece of, like, physical humor. Like, it doesn't make any sense oh, whatsoever. Yeah, it came out but, of nowhere, but, yeah. like, it didn't feel wrong no. to be there. No, 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 no it, it worked wonderfully. All. And actually, the shot before... The, the shot of that car blowing up was <laughs> awesome. That was one of the awesome... 
action beats of the movie with um with Okia just like reaching for the spear and the car just dismantling underneath her um yeah so good so i i agree with what you're saying but i i feel like some of my favorite action sequences were all the ritual fights all the ritual combat oh, those were both oh, those yeah. were both very good too they were very very well done yeah i don't disagree they, those were extremely well done which makes the the final fight so disappointing like the final move where t'challa stabs it, Killmonger. Like, I, I got confused I don't when even it happened. Know what happened. Like, Wait, what? All of a sudden, <laughs> he's got the sword. I don't remember where the knife came from. How was? And I, honestly, I don't know what the fuck. I think was it was happening. a spear tip. Maybe? Yeah, I think it was too. But it was just like, oh, oh okay. I, I guess. Yeah, that's and, what he, and Michael B. Jordan's just like great move. Yeah. It's like, was it? I don't, <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> I I did love. Um, I loved the scene. Like my favorite Killmonger scene was the one in the throne room where he just shows up. And it's like, ask me who I am. That was awesome. Every scene with Killmonger was my favorite Killmonger I think my favorite scene with him was his death scene, just because oh, I finally so felt good. sympathetic to him. Well, like, I, I symp- you didn't sympathize when... I sympathized I mean, I did that he was abandoned yeah. and everything, but at the end of the day, it's like, that guy is marking his body with all the people he's killed. He's kind of crazy. Yeah, but he oh, also, like, I mean, his but... goals were... But he's crazy with a reason, Yeah, though. it's like, oh, yeah. his goals, like, he's his zazz, goals but are kind saying. of admirable, like, in a sense. <laughs> oh, like, no, I definitely agree with you there, but, like, I think it's hard for me to be like, dad. yeah, I'm gonna cheer for this murderer. <laughs> Well, and yeah. that—that's the thing. Like he's—it's—it's it's a tragic character, and I was having a conversation with, I, uh, my with Rashank about the last line. Like, is that a—is that a noble line or is that a tragic line? And, which line? Like bury me uh, in the ocean. Bury me oh, in the ocean. With the body. It's a prideful line. He's like, that's who I want to be with. <laughs> you know, like. Well, no, no, no. But in the sense that he, he doesn't view. He does not see the hope. Like, the idea yeah. that there's no chance, aside for some kind of violent rebellion and, or, or um, overthrow or usurping or whatever, there's no hope for peace and reconciliation uh, to overcome years of societal oppression. And there's, and that's why he's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'd rather be with my dead ancestors who chose that because they couldn't see it either and yeah it's very prideful and it's very powerful and impactful but it it conveys the tragedy of his character as well like that that was the only solution he could see and yeah he failed he failed in that solution um but like i it's like on the one hand you wish he could see the future because it's like he's a good villain because he provoked change yeah and it's like but like at the same time i didn't want him to live yeah. Or I'm he, happy that he, they killed him because him he, living and like being like brought into the family or something like forgiven is like it just would have felt cheap. Yeah, and if you, yeah, if you it, think about it, he, he kind was, of, in a sense, he he still, like you said, he brought about change. He won in a sense. It's like, what did he want? He oh, wanted yeah. Wakanda like, to help the rest of the world, and that's, that's what they're doing. I agree now. with you that yeah. he's a great villain. Yeah, he is like I like I liked him more than I like Loki, and I love loki so that he was just and he had so much swagger which made it so much easier to just yeah. like kind of be like oh i'll kill longer you rap he rap scally and you you oh jesus he poisoned that woman okay but 
Yeah, he was yeah. he was awesome. And then, like, <laughs> what did they do with her body? Did she die? They just left her in like yeah. the ambulance somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Probably put her in a dumpster or something. But uh, Probably. Well, she wasn't in the amb- He was on the ambulance. Yeah, no. Yeah, but they threw a body out I, in the Oh, like, I assumed he was yeah. like so. It went out with her. Like I thought she was on the gurney. I, I also oh, there loved... was a room full of dead people. Why not just add one more? Oh, I also loved his. Well, because she was their excuse to get out. I also loved how he would just like you know he would he took that mask just because he was you know feeling it and then yeah he, like made out with his girlfriend in the middle of like a big heist. It's just like dude, this guy's and then he killed. But he's her. such a baller. Oh. And then he's like, oh yeah, no, he is the villain. He killed this woman. Okay. I was thrown off by him killing. Um... Why can I never remember his name? Claw. Claw. What? Claw. Claw. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you're... I got thrown off because it's spelled weird. Yeah, I'm like, that's a waste of a villain too. He could be another like secondary antagonist. I don't know. I feel like his character is like best in small doses. Yeah, I think Circus ran his course. But he could have been the same thing. He could have been like, he wouldn't be a main villain. He would just show up like smaller bits in other Panther movies, or even he could to, just like, be connect. the badger from. Firefly, the black market guy. But he just, he just, he got beat up. I mean, he, he's not a very good, he lost every time. Like, he was no match for the Avengers. And you could say he never had he, the winning hand. Wink. I think one of the, here's the thing. And again, it gets back to the, it gets back to the depth of this movie. I think the reason why Killmonger is also one of the most compelling villains, aside from his personal story, which is tragic. So now, for the first time in a while, we've had a multi-dimensional Marvel villain, which is great. Um, aside from Loki, I, yeah, obviously you can make the argument for Loki, who's also Nebula an character. Sorry, that's another sibling. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Half siblings and a very yeah. compelling. Yeah, they're still siblings. Don't semantics. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they were adopted. Um, just like guess like that's just like loki but she's actually a really good villain too sorry go ahead john you're good um it was my fault so sorry (laughs) no you're fine no it's a good point like yeah i completely forgot about nebula and she is a very compelling character um and the character work that they did with her in guardians 2 was great but um a, a story from today one of my students said hey mr g do you see black panther that thing was dope and And it's true, but then I started to watch this movie from their perspective. And Killmonger is essentially... Killmonger could potentially be the future of any black youth in America, which is sad. They've got this historic connection to to this land and these ancient cultures, which have probably amazing stories and... Uh, amazing traditions that they will never know because they were taken somewhere else and they were robbed of the opportunity to live free and nobly and with integrity and with having their their lives valued and that anger that must happen and they don't even have a story necessarily to look back to in the sense that we are so many generations now from the first individuals who are brought as slaves to this continent whereas how many of how many of their parents can really acknowledge their their ancestors african hair like like traditional african heritage you know what i mean like it's that point where african-american goes from being african-american to just black american 
If that does that make any sense? Yeah. And hopefully I'm not ho- I'm not being taboo about that, but I and I think about that anger and that rage because Killmonger has the stories. His dad was directly from Wakanda and could tell him about Wakanda. My students, they they don't necessarily have that. And that must be so frustrating and tizzing. It's the sense of always feeling like a stranger in a strange land, even though technically you belong to this land, or rather this land belongs to you, and you are, like, this is your home. Like, that's, that, I can only imagine the, like, the inherent confusion and the inherent like anger that must come from that and and that kind of status and that i think is one why killmonger is one of the most powerful characters we've seen in the mcu i think the movie is less interested in the slavery angle than it is the uh society taking our fathers away from our black youth i think that is much more frames why Killmonger is the way he is is this it wasn't the systematic racism that's inherent in our country in this case but the 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 lack of a father is figure and leaving him on his own to figure things out with no strong support structure I think that is much more what the this movie is interested in to be if you're asking me um, well, and I I feel like though that when you make that comparison or that jump to the connection to our society and the commentary on our society, a lot of that in our society is also is due to the systematic oppression and racism. Well, yeah, of I mean it all goes back to that for sure. But the, the the current struggle for a lot of our youth in that culture comes from lack of parents being able to be there because they're being oppressed through our through you know the the justice system and so and so you know um obviously it all all economic yeah economic forces yeah yeah, inequality Um, i mean yes all of this comes goes back to the fear of slaves uprising you know 400 years ago but um i i think there's a very current message being discussed in this movie um and what ultimately creates this the rage and anger inside killmonger here even if he does have a longer obviously his last line he 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 sees back through his whole ancestry but um yeah um i think uh one of the things i think is also interesting is sort of from that experience or from that interaction with Killmonger, the direction that T'Challa decides to take um, uh, Wakanda. And what I'll say is, and part of this was also spurred on by the tension with his dad's murdering of his brother, which was, I don't want this to sound uh, like a huge critique, but was the weakest was the weakest part in the movie in that I was not completely compelled by uh, his disbelief or his anger that uh, this figure that he had in his life that he honored and idolized so much now had like a little bit of like a sullied past like that te- like it's a trope that we've seen before even though I can't I can't tell you like an ex- a, a really clear example of it but that tension 
that was supposed to use to motivate him as well to be like, no, I can take Wakanda in a new direction uh, based on conviction and morality and ethics and whatnot. That ten- that tension wasn't so strong for me. And we only had like the one scene of him like confronting his father at the end in the uh, ancestral plane. And it was supposed to be a super powerful moment. And it didn't fall flat. I won't go that far to say that, but it wasn't as powerful as I think it needed to be. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, the power of that moment, though, was supposed to be... I mean, the thing T'Challa was most upset about was him just leaving his cousin behind. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. And I, that was the emotional through line of that for me. And I think the scene with Michael B. Jordan and Sterling K. Brown was also incredible. Um just yeah that was one of the highlights of the movie for me those two and sterling k brown was only in those two sequences that he had very very high returns um both times yeah both times and some cool filmmaking there too where it was flashing between the child version of um killmonger change yeah you but i mean it was it was effective because you know and it was also like what no tears for me and then next shot yeah, he has a tear going down his face yeah. <laughs> but it was but that contrast was great was so key because as the young child he's not crying and he says no everyone's got to die and then it flashes to his dad and it flashes back and then as the adult you see that oh he still can't repress that sadness and that sorrow though like it's still affecting him. Yep. It, it was the contrasting between like the putting on of his younger self and the reality and his older self, like not being able to like deal with it still. It was, ugh, ugh, so good. You know what? I'm actually, I was thinking I'm uh, super excited for infinity war because I want to see Shuri talk to uh, the resident smart Avengers, like uh, banner and Stark. I think that'll be hilarious. Well, what's Parker? what's what's interesting I'd is with Parker. Oh, that would also be, it's like you're yeah. She'll say something like, "I'm smarter than." I Stark think she will only interact with one of those three. Probably Stark. Nope, Hulk. He's in the he's in Wakanda in that final shot from the trailer. Well, is I don't. Everyone keeps talking about the trailer. It's like I didn't pay that much attention to it. One one thing I will notice is it's going to be interesting, and again, it will be like another commentary. Uh. But it seems like Wakanda has had nanotechnology in terms of like clothing and whatever for a while now. And it's it'll be interesting to see whether or not that will be passed along to oh, Tony yeah. Stark Does it, or whether or not the trailer didn't Tony Stark have like a nanotech suit. That was yeah. Very similar. Wh- yeah. Which so, yeah, but sure. Was, he would have been talking to him. But it was seen in New York, though. And so a lot of the well, yeah, scenes but they're in New- planes, guys. Well, no, it's probably it's probably that they share. Like, didn't they say they were going to share everything? And there's right? the so, Internet. Yeah, it's, it's probably like, they could be Skyping. Well, it's probably like they shared the, the basic bits of their technology. And Stark is like, oh, I can do that. And then he just makes it, you know, he doesn't have to have the yeah. exact schematics. Like he's he's probably smart enough to just figure it out. I would bet at the but end it of also- Infinity War, Wakanda is gone dark oh everyone's losing their homes it's not a it's not a place it's a people so don't worry it's also a place and the place yeah so they're gonna (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what the oakland base is for i feel like the asgardians i feel like maybe like wakandans will survive 
I feel like the Asgardians are all dead. Like, they're gonna die. That ship that shows up in Ragnarok, that has to be Thanos. They're... Thor and Loki yeah. might survive, because well, nobody else we will. Obviously, like, we see Thor on, on the Phoenix, and he's, like, super stressed out. So, it has to be, yeah. Thor and gets, Korg. That's all who needs to survive. We'll be Korg will oh, not God. survive, as disappointing as that is. Hey, Taika Waititi. The revolution's is begun. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Waititi. Zach would really love to have you on the podcast sometime. Oh, God. We'd all love to have him on the podcast. God, you're stressing me so much with each... Like, even those these shout-outs are no way will happen. Every time you do it, it stresses me out to no extent. <laughs> but speaking of going, like, going elsewhere, we never talked about... Like, we got into the race issues of it. We never talked about the whole, like, immigration type stuff of this and how I was talking about Wakanda didn't want to let people in mm-hmm. because they'll bring their problems with it, and yeah. that speaks just as much to like our current events. Well, also as the big old—it's yeah. a big fuck you to the America First attitude too. Like, no, yeah. if you're a place that has the ability to help the world, you fucking help the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, what's his uh Daniel Kaluuya and- said something like, "If you let them in, they'll bring their problems with them," or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And that was that was so interesting because it was that was so that scene the the mid credit scene where you see Black Panther at the UN, um, and he says the line "A foolish in times of despair or stress or struggle blah 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 whatever uh, a foolish man or a wise man builds brig- bridges but the foolish man builds barriers." It was just like oh god come on. Yeah. Um, That's why I'll go back to my first statement earlier, uh, T'Challa for president. <laughs> exactly, and it was and. That was the scene where um, he says, we will share our resources and moral knowledge, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the random white politician was just (laughs) like, what can a, what can a nation of farmers give to the world? And then you see T'Challa smirk and then cut to credits. And then all the white people in the theater applaud. (laughs) And it's just like, um, why are you applauding? Do you realize the commentary? Do you understand what you're applauding? I hope you do. Um, we're white. We're not stupid. <laughs> Listen, y'all did some stupid shit last year. I'm still everyone salty. does stupid stuff. Yeah. I hate to tell you, yeah. that's the world. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't just white people's Listen, fault. I mean, I would I, I would say it's partially our fault, if not mostly. But oh, it's say, majorly it, our fault. <laughs> thank you. Thank it you is 100 percent white people's <laughs> fault. <laughs> Nobody, there's not enough percentage to go. It. It's 100. percent Yeah, white but I'm just fault. saying, just because it's our fault doesn't mean we can't see that it's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it so much better, Lauren. At least we're glad you recognize. Well, them no, now. you just called an audience stupid for not understanding I, what was happening in the movie. No, I wasn't calling them stupid. I was just saying I you were. Really you just said, "Are understand. you sure you understand what's happening?" That's calling us well, stupid. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> no, I was, it was inferring that they were stupid, but. I was I was inferring that I wasn't sure about the nature of their intelligence, whether or not because they're white. Because they're white. Because they're racist. Yes, because they're white. Listen, y'all, y'all give me a huge reason not to trust you last year. So, whatever. You can't talk to us. You're Canadian. This is true, but I still voted. So, because oh, I'm because really I'm dual citizen. I, I wasn't hacking an election. No one report me to ICE. <laughs> whatever. You're getting kicked out of this country now. Next week, John's gonna be on remote. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's recording. John's on location, location at Guantanamo yes. Bay. Location unknown. 
<laughs> Does anybody else have any Black Panther thoughts? I mean, I have nothing intelligent to say. Like, there's all this social commentary, and I'm over here like, remember when that guy said he was vegetarian, but then said his fisherman found T'Challa in the water? It's like, Ooh. why would you a fisherman? Ooh. Some people <laughs> don't good view catch. fish even as That's right. Vegetarian. Listen to this commentary. Well, that's pescatarian. Okay. Anyway. Lord, um, you should actually, you should call Ryan Coogler out on Twitter right now. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm, Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> what I'm going to say, uh, my... I had one other small issue, and that was Martin Freeman. Like, oh, I was just gonna like, ask. Thank does, you for does bringing. Does he need up. to be there, like, at all? No, really? he didn't. Like, he just well, he's he's gonna. They were throwing people, us a bone. Well, it's it's like, like you can have this white like the person. Joke, the joke of like people are saying like him and him and uh, Claw are the Tolkien white guys, but it's like they kind of they kind of were. Like they had no reason to be there. Yeah, I mean, like, Freeman is there worked, to movie, be. He's he's like the new Colson. No, he's the. Well, no, I think he's the new. <laughs> I think he's the Coulson new Nick Fury. Colson is still Colson. He's alive. Ish. You know, he's gonna be the new Nick. Well, Fury. yeah, but he's he's not here. Mar- Martin oh, Freeman. Don't, do, don't whitewash Nick Fury. Well, no. Well, it's just Nick Wait. Fury. Sam, are you saying Maria Hill can't be the new Nick Fury? Because technically, she is the new Nick Fury. They need in the a, comic books. They need a more international. But Nick Fury he's isn't the, gone. Well, I guess he's, a, he's <laughs> no. Not in the comics, in the season. comics, Maria Hill is head of Shield. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not talking about the comics. That's fair. Are those guys even in the Infinity War? I don't think Sam Jackson or her in the Infinity War movie. Uh, I'd be amazed. Sam Jackson has yeah, I'd be to be. Amazed no, he's going to be in the second one. He's not going to be in this one. I'm going to Google it. He's going to show up at the end. He's going to show up at Cap's out of prison. Funeral. Cap and Iron Man's <laughs> dual funeral. Oh god, I hope that's not no, a thing. He's going to come in. His character from out of sight is going to come in. And he's the reason everyone's out of that giant prison in the water. <laughs> I want to break you out. <laughs> I guess we're done with Black Panther. No, actually, I will say... Okay, oh, hold on. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go first. Oh, I was just going to say, you know how we were making this document about the... What was it? Something under the line? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to... We didn't talk about it all, like, set design, costume design. Mm-hmm. It was a very oh, beautiful movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was... Okay, so here's what I'll say. And that actually... Lauren, that's a perfect segue, so you read my mind. Um, You're welcome. I don't think... I think the reason why I still wouldn't say this is my favorite... Um, not my favorite Marvel film is because I didn't feel as compelled by T'Challa as I did some of the other things such as one Killmonger and two just Wakanda in general I think in terms of a film building an environment and a setting we haven't had a lot of Marvel films that really depended on that aside from Thor Mm -hmm. and maybe Guardians and Thor I had issues with because it wasn't until the third one when they were destroying Asgard and I was like am I supposed to care about Asgard because I don't really know what Asgard is and that was thank you oh thank you is that (laughs) what it is (laughs) thank you Lauren I mean the movie told you it's not my fault you were stupid enough not to understand Um, I, I just I didn't feel that connection though and so like and that's why now not to say that Thor Ragnarok wasn't a great film because it was amazing, but that one emotional hit didn't hit as hardly as it could have. Um, same thing here. I think anything that involved the tension or the growth of T'Challa or anything regarding him really as a character, I, 
I wasn't as compelled by just because I was compelled by everything else. Just the people of Wakanda, the nation of Wakanda, the setting. Yeah. I don't think, Killmonger, I don't think like, the it, setting. I mean, the, the 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 cool flyover, the fly. It looked cool flyover wise, but we we saw like one street in a landing pad of Wakanda. That was it. Oh yeah, the street of Wakanda just reminded me of the place from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That planet. uh, But I think the way in which it conveyed the people, like, I got so much from that in terms of the people. I think the people and the tech stand out the most about Wakanda. And I, but I I think, I think that's actually an interesting, you bring up an interesting argument for one of the potential weakness of the movie is that Black Panther, he's kind of a blank slate. Um, He is supposed to be the straight man, though. He's supposed to be regal and kingly and not be that interesting and you know he's got a couple jokes but it's clear everybody else is getting to have the fun around him um yeah yeah and like uh which will be how they they had the best line of the movie it was something like uh when she was talking to deny guerrera it was what did she say it's like something about uh your duties to serve the country and Lupita Nyong'o was like, no, it's to save the country or something like that. I don't remember. So there was definitely deaths to other characters. Like, I feel the same way that uh, T'Challa didn't quite have the same level to him. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's character also did not like, he did not bring the gravitas. He was fine in the part, but he did not bring there was not enough there for that emotional beat to yeah, I was like, oh, in no. the way it was supposed to. Forrest Whitaker died. Yeah. That's That's so sad. I guess. He was like the Rafiki. One thing I was looking (laughs) for throughout this movie. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. If Rafiki had died, I would have probably been hurt more than this. Yes, I would have. (laughs) Also, okay, one thing that uh, my friend Rashank also brought up. Did anyone find at times uh, Michael B. Jordan's uh, vernacular as Killmogger? Did anyone find it almost like a little bit too much? No. I thought it was fine. Give an example. I don't know. It it just it sounded too much like he was he was from Oakland. He was putting yeah maybe I don't know. It's not well. It sounded too much like it. I don't know. At the very beginning, being it sounded now. It it sounded very. <laughs> it it's it just sounded forced. Like towards nope. the beginning, it felt natural and very genuine, and then towards the end, it was just like he I was don't just know. getting more angry as the movie went on. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he, like, comes out of that vision and is like, oh, I should probably change my mind, but I'm... No. No, but, no, but like, he's like, no, I can't do that. Like, he's actively fighting against that, the, the impulse he, to, he like... He wants to be the dictator no, of the I think, world. No, I think he's, like, he, he sees the I don't, other No, I view, don't think he, that's his... He, he knows that... Well, he wants to kill everyone. He, quote, unquote, he just said that. <laughs> he wants to restart it, though. That's the thing. Well, yeah, that, but you have to burn it down so did Hitler. Yeah. He sees the other point of view, but he's like, that's wrong. It's like, I can understand why you think it's okay, but what I'm doing has to be done. There's, he, he doesn't have, I don't think he's conflicted about it at all. Yeah, watching, rewatching uh, Winter, not Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, it, T'Challa's part in that movie is really interesting. And, like, his last line in that movie is, like, he gets over his... He's like, I'll never make a decision out of vengeance ever again. But then, like, 20 minutes in this movie, he's like, I'm gonna go get Claw! It's like, oh, he, he went... <laughs> he wasn't doing that in vengeance, it was loyalty. 
loyalty to the who. His friend. To Kaluuya. Whose dad was oh, killed and, by Claw. And, and also, like, the idea of, like, I guess getting my brain back. And, yeah, yeah and I think true. it was make... more... He wanted to bring him back, but it was more... Not vengeance, Justice. but it's like, yeah, this is a guy who's been, like, fucking with our country for three decades. He needs to be brought in. Daniel Brule's so good in Winter Soldier, or Civil War, guys. Just, just as a friendly reminder. Daniel Brule is good in everything, except... Helmet Zemo? He's even good in Cloverfield Paradox. He's even good in that. It's just a terrible part. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can Which say that. Yeah. The German. Schmidt. Oh, yeah. Helmet Zemo. Helmet Zemo. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was also a very... He was actually... Yeah, he was a really good villain, too. He's good in Rush. We've actually had a good string of villains. Like, people like that act like there's no good... Phase 3 villains. Who are the Phase 3 villains? It's him. He's good. People act uh, like it. You hella. mean Ben the other day when he said there weren't any good villains? Um, well, he's not the only one. Wait, I didn't say the there weren't the any good villains, sometimes. but I said they like a lot of them aren't as strong as they could be. I mean, think about like Ant-Man's... The... Let's go through... He's okay. fine. Oh my Let's go God. through this thought experiment. He was fine. He wasn't. He wasn't amazing. He was a carbon, he was amazing, he was a carbon copy of the one from Iron Man. Well, that just That's speaks everybody. to scale. Yeah. Okay. You're. You're. Like you can't have a giant. <laughs> you're derailing for a my scope, argument. Yeah, scale, Ant Man. <laughs> my argument here is that the current phase of Marvel has had good villains. Uh, Zemo. I Grandmaster. Think is great. Is Grandmaster hold on, hold on. Let's, or let's go back. Gila? I think Hell, they both combine to be a lot of fun. I think either way. Hela's yeah. not a great villain. She doesn't get a lot to do, but Kate Blanchett's fun in the part, and Grandmaster's yeah. fun in his part too. So I would, I, I call it a push. So, so you wouldn't say she's hella good. <laughs> um, um, the guy from Doc. Who's the, the bad guy, guy in Doctor Strange? I'm trying to I don't look that up again. It was, was. Kasai. Oh, um, Mordo. No, well, no, he Mordo. He, set up he was. The next he becomes oh, the bad. Oh, yeah. that's right. Kasai. What's, um, what's his name? The, giant, the guy who played Hannibal. Mads Mads Mikkelsen. Kasai. Yeah, yeah. He was, was pretty for. He wasn't very good. He was working for Dormammu, who was. Dormammu, who that was that Green Lantern fought. That was that was also Benedict Cumberbatch. So. Neither one of those guys were very good. So Doctor Strange didn't have a good one. But Civil War Ego was great, I thought. Um, Who? Gardner. Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say is that the only <laughs> Phase decent. Three movies? Is Spider Man? Where's Spider Man? Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton That's was great. Yeah. Michael oh, Keaton Michael was Keaton. Was yeah, but, amazing. but technically not. He's technically not uh, MCU villain. Isn't that's true? Yes, he something. is. No, it's that separate. movie is MCU. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm looking it up. Uh, Civil War. So, yeah, Zemo. Uh, yes, got it. Yeah, that's basically Kisilis, it. Yeah. Doctor okay. Strange, Guardian, Spider-Man, Thor, this. When does, when does Phase 3 actually end? Never. Is it with the next Avengers? I think it's after... Yeah. No, Avengers 4. Part two. Avengers 4 is the last one. Okay, so Captain Marvel Captain and Marvel is Phase 3. Ant-Man. In the Wasp. And wait, and... and Yeah, Ant-Man comes before Captain Marvel. Yep. Wait, Avengers 4 is Infinity War Part 2, no? No, they changed... The title's different. They don't know... They haven't given... They've changed be, the title of the, it. The title is a spoiler for Infinity War, so they're not changed. They're not... They, that's why they haven't said it yet. Oh, okay. Maybe they'll reveal it at the end of Infinity War. Who knows? It'll be like the Avengers will return in blah blah blah. In Avengers, the death of Captain America and Iron Man. Oh, <gasps> yeah. 
I think Cap's gonna make it. To be honest. You know what? You know what I actually really want because I read it on the plane. He's not gonna get he, capped. He, he, he's like two for oh two tonight, God. guys. Um, I read I read Civil War two on the plane last night. That I want in a movie. That'd be Just so the good. The new one. I need to, I need to read well, some more too. I want. It's so funny because everybody is like, like Iron Man is like, I'm I'm picking this side because this is what Steve Rogers says is right, and it's like he's always right. So just don't fucking argue with it. Well, Tony Stark's gonna be dead, so he won't be able to make that decision. Well, um, well. What so, if what if Suri becomes the new Iron Man? So we can get that new three. Iron Man. I I do you know what I saw that article online actually. Wait, it, you mean? Is, oh, I just came up with that off the top of my head. Oh, who? No, there was an article that was well, posted okay. online. Well, okay. What about Great that? Minds think alike. What's the girl's name? Who's Iron Man it's now? It's like Riri like Wilson or yeah, something. Yeah, but it's a black something. girl, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be an interesting. But they're not all the same. Uh, that <laughs> would be an interesting <laughs> MCU way to acknowledge that line, though. Yeah, it would be, but none of the new Marvel heroes have gotten a lot of acclaim, except for maybe Miles Morales. Uh, like, I know a few people uh, who really like G- Doctor Doom as Iron Man. So um, Miss Marvel, Miss like Camilla Khan is amazing. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Do people? But no one, no one likes uh, Jane Foster as Thor, though. Oh God, oh that's so terrible. No, she's actually super popular. I just don't. Um, then. The Hulk, no one liked the new Hulk. Strong women, you don't like them. <laughs> That's not fair. That is so not fair. Okay, anyway, the new Hulk is... It's true, but it's not fair. That's not... It's not fair that she's so strong. I like Valkyrie. I just don't... I don't know why I'm they just need to take you a hard time. Whatever. She's taking the piss out okay. of you. Keep going. Okay, whatever. Um, People don't like the new Hulk. Actually, they're bringing back the old one because people hate the new one so much. Um, hey, is anything? Wait, who's the new Hulk? It's, it's some. Like, I honestly don't know his name. I just remember reading a. Headline. Oh, it's an it Asian like, dude. Yeah, I think it's Wong. Guy. It's some Korean dude. There's uh, there's a Hulk that's like something Cho. Uh, oh no, it's Cho. That's what it is. You can't reboot Hulk in the MCU. Like, yeah, people aren't, no, aren't going to buy no. into that. I mean, I guess we never saw Ruffalo become the Hulk either, but... I mean, it's one thing if it's just a suit. But yeah. I see where Zack's going, though, because, like, if Iron Man does, you know, die or whatever in in Infinity War or whatever the sequel is, then He's it could be dying. Build. They're sick of paying Robert Johnny Jr. $50 million <laughs> okay. every time he right. makes one of these and movies. You know, Shuri if... doesn't even need to get in the suit. She could just pilot it from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, that so the thing is, what they could do is have him in smaller roles. Like, um, He still gets paid like gods of money. Yeah, but I think that'd be a good segue because uh, Riri, as, as Ironheart, she had an AI that was Stark built into the suit. It was like his brain. So that'd be actually, it could be like, you do a movie where he's in it, and then the AI gets destroyed or whatever, and then the next one, you just have her. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a random thought I had. I think that'd be a cool way if they keep Iron Man around to do it that way. Um, or they could have Doctor Doom be Iron Man, because they own the And you know, she already now. has those pulse hands. Doctor Doom is it's not just, it's a, entering this fit. MCU, I guarantee it, <laughs> anytime soon. And he'd be so great. We need Doctor Doom. He's one of, like, he is... Yeah, we need a rapist. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm super excited for Secret Empire. I really hope and Secret Invasion. I really hope they adapt that, and I really hope they hint at it with uh, Captain Marvel because I think that's going to be really... yeah. That would be that would be fantastic. 
Well, I think Captain Marvel is going to set up. Uh, apparently, Phase Three is going to be much more cosmic. Phase Four. Well, it's not even going to be a phase, but yeah, the next phase. Um, yeah. Oh, because they're uh, doing. Yeah, I think it's going to go full blown, like crazy cosmic wise, uh, in the next in in Infinity War. I think like Thanos is going to be. He's going to be like tossing planets at people and stuff. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully. So Black Panther. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. It seems like we all did. Um, when we decide to rank our MCU movies in a couple months, I don't think it's going to be at the top for anybody, but it's still well, well worth your time in another excellent movie by Ryan Coogler. Um, Who's proving it's, he can do no wrong? Can we agree that's still also one of the best Marvel movies so far to date? Yeah, it's in the it's 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 in the top ten for sure for me. Right around the top. I would five. I would I would I would put yeah I would I would almost put it even up there. It's sitting I, around the edge of the top five for me. I would put it in my top ten. That would sound really sure of yourself. One one of the There's things so that many good Marvel movies. <laughs> one of the things, and I I'm bringing this up again, which I don't like, but my friend Rashank, uh, Jesus one of the things Christ. that he really, he really responded to and liked was the fact that, um, he doesn't really watch a lot of superhero films because he, he not that believe in them. they're, well, not that they're made for kids and not that there can't be a smart superhero Gasp. film but there's not often a smart superhero a film. disney product made like, for children what are you talking about yeah. there's plenty of smart superhero films he thought this one was like the first in a long time which was but a he hasn't smart seen any yeah. of the yeah. other yeah. that's not fair i would say yeah. his I would say opinion Captain is America, not valid <laughs> winter soldier and civil would, war both have some really interesting things to talk about i would say even guardians 2 had some really strong stuff in it like about father figures and whatnot and we all know how much Zach loved Logan. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that your uh, favorite, Zach? Like, your favorite? That's his number one. Yeah. I, I, it's, it, one, it's not an MCO. Two. We just, uh, John just said Marvel movies. It's not a not Marvel just movie. MCU. I said He's a Marvel character. Marvel character. It has Marvel before, like. Yeah, but that's not a Marvel starts. Studios movie. It is a movie of a Marvel character. Okay. Um. Logan's not. You guys act like again. I think Logan's terrible. It's fine. You do think it's terrible. no. I don't think it's this terrible. Is, this is the Coco thing, where it's like it's like a it's like a C movie. <laughs> a what? C. That's not a good grade. It's fine. What did you get Wait, in high school, D? man? It's like a fine. Like, my mom told me all my D's were good grades, guys. <laughs> but C's not bad. Oh, C D C, C. Is still not. Oh, okay. That's still not C's good. like C's like. C's mediocre. It's like, average. It's like You're watch- average. C is like watchable. Yeah, it was watchable. Not, yeah. That's not it, a positive yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I could not I could I could sit through it. That's not that's It's not no me, story. Earl and the dying girl. Yeah, I could uh, also sit through it. Oh my god, I hate you. Go die in a fire. <laughs> that's gonna do it. Um, next week we're gonna review the new movie from Alex Garland, director of Ex Machina and writer of many many other movies uh annihilation starring who's in this movie natalie portman tessa, tessa thompson, thompson it's jennifer jason from, lee Boom. jennifer jason lee that's yeah right, from hateful eight is her most recent big movie 
There's she a fourth was, woman in this. She was an this. atypical. Who's the other female lead? Oscar Isaac's in it. There's one other person. I'm going to Help Google me, it. internet people. Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. I always get Bendig, yeah. I always get Bendig confused. Is that the girl Bendig from Wong. Baby Driver? She's... No. She's no, from... Um, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Okay. Go see Annihilation. Uh, we're all excited for it. I We're hearing... We're hearing good things about it, and I would expect no less from Alex Garland, so hopefully I've got nice things to say about it next week. Um, until then, though, you can go to middleofrow.com and read some of our stuff, like my review of Black Panther, and uh, you can find me, Zach Oldenburg, online at Twitter, Letterboxd, wherever you at Zach Oldenburg takes you. Uh, I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, uh, and you can find more of our, you know, uh, podcast and reviews like my latest review of Game Night uh, on Facebook uh, at Middle of the Road. Ben has hailed a comedy classic already. Yep. Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me at, on Twitter at another Rahul J. Also follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates when we post reviews such as Ben's review of Game Night or when we post podcast episodes. Like John's new podcast, Middle of the Dial, which oh, came up yeah. in your middle of the row feed. Um, John is taking a kind of create a music centered podcast. Um, I like the name he came up with. He didn't even workshop it against us. But yeah, middle of the dial. Just like you when you came up with middle of the road. That happens. Um, middle of the dial. Who did you interview uh, for middle of the dial? I, uh, I interviewed Luke O'Neill, who is a journalist for Esquire magazine. Uh, we talked about emo, so he's also the curator of Emo Night Boston. Uh, we we connected on Twitter because uh, love he made emo. some comp. I love emo, and he loves emo, and uh, he is more mature than i am is what i'll say which is the diplomatic way of me saying that he's (laughs) older than me um and so i thought it was really cool that uh we were connecting over some of the same music so we talked a lot about emo night boston emo music in general and the band he's in which is called no hope no harm which they have an ep coming out soon and check them out on Bandcamp. um what was i saying about us though no you're fine um okay oh at middle of row Hashtag no the. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleoftheroad.tumblr.com. Okay, everybody, go see Annihilation. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.